0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talk with Beauty's episode 44 of the podcast. And today, we got the Wednesday news. A lot to cover today. We got college sports officially are done. NHL teams are prepping for the free agency, which starts on July 1st. And we got a bunch of new uniform updates to cover. But first, let's head into the MLB. So, let's start in the MLB today. The Angels have a lot of news to cover right now. So Gio Urshela has been announced that he is out for the season with a pelvis fracture. Uh, It's unfortunate news. He's been killing it right now. Over 300 batting average really has been stepping up as honestly whatever position the Angels have need this year. So it's tough to see Gio out for most likely the rest of the year. Eduardo Escobar, though, has been acquired from the New York Mets in exchange for two minor leaguers, Landon Marceau and Coleman Crowe. I think he's a great pickup, knowing that uh, Gio won't be here for the rest of the year. Having this switch hitter, utility guy in Eduardo Escobar, I think it's a great pickup. They also picked up Mike Moustakis in a minor league deal as well. Moustakis has already been playing as well. He's been in that first base position and uh jared walsh was sent down so he's been filling in for that jared walsh spot so i think uh having escobar and having moustakis older veteran guys guys that know how to win especially moustakis being in that world series championship team with the, the royals um i think 2014 or 2015 area definitely gonna put uh, a good vibe in the locker room for sure uh shohei otani he's been killing it right now uh having an out Absolute outstanding month of June. Uh, he leads the the Angels in hitting. When it comes to hitting stats, uh, it's batting average, home runs, RBIs, OPB, OPS, slugging, triples, stolen bases. When it comes to the pitching, he's got wins, ERAs, innings pitch, Ks, Ks per nine, whip, opponent batting average, and a B war, which is outstanding. It, he leads in all those categories when it comes to the Angels, and he leads the league in. Uh, home runs right now, he's got three on top of uh, Matt Olsen right now, who's just behind him. Uh, Otani's got 28 on the year. Uh, he also set another record, becomes the second Japanese-born uh, player to hit 150 home runs. Hideki Matsui was the first to do so. And the last thing coming from the Angels, a few days ago they had a series against the Colorado Rockies, ended up dropping game one in a in a in not a great game, ended up losing on a grand slam. Next day they came out and they scored twenty-five runs against the Rockies. Ended up the score being twenty-five to one. It's a franchise record for runs and hits in this game for them. Twenty-five runs, twenty-eight hits. Ended up uh losing the series though, despite having this outstanding game two. So uh they need to figure it out. And it needs to you score twenty-five runs in the game. Outstanding, awesome. You gotta be able to go out game three, win the series. You can't go out and lose that series, ended up outscoring uh Colorado by um, I think about 10 runs uh, when it all came down to it. So very bad performance overall by the series, but I thought I would mention that, that outstanding uh, 25-1 game uh, for the Angels just somehow did not translate into a series win for them. little bit of news about the Home Run Derby. All we know right now is two p- people that are going to participate in it, one being Julio Rodriguez, the other Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts announced that he'll be participating in the Home Run Derby. He's never done this before. Uh, I don't know how he's going to do, to be honest. He's not really that power bat hitter. Um, he even mentioned in an interview the other day that he doesn't even hit home runs in batting practice. So I think he's going to have a hard time. Um, I hope he doesn't mess up his swing too bad because a lot of players do say that once they go to the home run derby and they go and play normal games that it really does mess up their swing. Uh, you're a professional. You should be able to figure that out. But if if that is true, then hopefully uh, Mookie doesn't mess up his swing too bad and is able to uh, figure out how to hit home runs, maybe make an upset upset somewhere or, uh, or f- find a way to uh, end up winning the thing. Really cool stat I would like to tell you guys about Washington Nationals. They just set a new record. In the last 90 series, they have not been swept. Uh, Crazy numbers because Washington is not very good last couple years. This year, they're 31-48 and right now. It's the longest streak without being swept, passing the 1914-1917 Philadelphia Athletics, who stopped at 89 series and was swept. So I don't see this this record ending anytime soon. I didn't know that they haven't been swept in 90 series. I think that's a great record. Definitely something you should be proud of. Um, hopefully though, they're able to figure it out and try and get, uh, more serious wins and not just win one game and lose the rest. So, uh, it's a very cool stat though. I wanted to, to let you guys know about. And lastly for MLB, we got a new city connect Jersey that came out. So the Pittsburgh pirates have announced a new city connect. It's a yellow Jersey with a yellow hat, black pants. Um, it's a very simple looking jersey from the outside more details when you come in at the front of the jersey so you got the yellow jersey it says pgh in the normal kind of pirates font you see Uh, same thing with the numbers and the name on the back it's all in black the pirate p logo is on the front of the hat uh it is a black black logo it is also on the arm of the pirate's um uh, left arm And it's encased in in a black circle that looks like a baseball. So you have a little bit of that Modern Pirates logo there. But when you get close up to the jersey, it has these odd little symbols that you might not understand what they are. Um, I had to look up what they meant because at first glance, I didn't understand what they meant. So that little asteroid uh, is the same shape as the Steelers' diamonds inside their logo. And that just represents the U.S. Steel Steel Mark logos. So because Pittsburgh's known as a Steel City, they thought they'd incorporate that. So there's that. Uh, There's an upside down Y representing the three rivers that go down go through downtown Pittsburgh. And there's a checkering pattern uh, from the city's uh, official seal. Uh, it's really hard to see uh, from far away. You see it up close. It looks really nice. It's kind of like a, a gradient look almost because it's solid at the bottom and then you can slowly start seeing the patterns near the top of the shoulders. I don't think it looks too bad. It reminds me uh, a lot of those, I think, 1980s uniforms from the Pirates, which was like uh, the Dave parker um era jerseys which is what they kind of were going for but a little bit more modern so i think those look pretty good they are now they wore them the other day and showed off the the helmets the helmets are, are god awful they look terrible they're black bill if you want to call it the bill with a yellow gradient on the top with a pgh i think scrap that just make the normal helmets make them full black or full yellow one of the two with the pirate p logo on it I don't think you need this odd gradient look. I don't really like that look as much. Overall, I think the jersey is just kind of basic. It looks good, but it just doesn't really excite me nearly as much as some other ones. I give it right in the middle of the pack. I'd say 5.4 or so like that. A little bit better than average, but not as great as some of these other City Connects that have come out, though. All right, let's head to the NHL. So we've got a lot of news to cover, and it has to do with a lot of signings and trades. So let's get straight into it. So we'll start off with the New Jersey Devils. So Jesper Bratt signs an eight-year, $7.875 million AAV deal. I think this is a great deal for, for New Jersey. Bratt had a good year. Kind of tailed off near the end of the season, but I think Bratt's going to be a solid uh, piece for this New Jersey Devil team who's going to be a really good powerhouse, I think, in the next couple of years to come. Uh, Timo Meyer and the Devils have also agreed on an eight-year but 8.8 million dollar AAV, they were going to go to arbitration as of last week. Ended up making a deal very quickly. Um, don't know if they ended up going to arbitration, but there was heavy talks about it. So good deal for Timo Meyer. Um, I don't know if this is going to be a good deal in the long run, but as of right now, I think keeping Timo in, in New Jersey is definitely going to help the Devils and uh, push them towards a. Winning and getting past that uh, maybe second round of the playoffs. And they also made two trades. Mackenzie Blackwood. He'll be going to New Jersey for a six-round pick in this upcoming draft. Pick number 164. Uh, it's pretty much just the signing rights. So, New Jersey uh, just got something for him. I would think that he would re-sign with uh, San Jose at this point. But we have no no word about that. And the other trade they did, Riley Walsh. Uh, they got him. Or they, excuse me, they traded him to Boston for Shane Bowers, which is also signing rights. All right, let's head to Vancouver. So Ethan Bear will miss six months after un- undergoing shoulder surgery. He uh, suffered the injury during the IIHF World G- or World Championships uh, for Team Canada. So uh, tough news for for Vancouver and Ethan Bear, but hopefully he gets back in speedy recovery there. And also they have bought out OEL's contract. So Oliver Ekman Larson is gone. He is out of Vancouver. They bought out the last four years of his contract, which will be an $8.25 million cap hit. Only $990,000 will be retained by Arizona. So not a good deal for Vancouver. Uh, a, a player like OEL, you would think should be a great player and uh, make a big impact. He's not made an impact whatsoever when he's, since he's came over to uh, Vancouver. I think maybe this in the long run, maybe this is a good deal for them, just get him off the books. That's just a big cap hit. I'm afraid for, for what Vancouver can do now. Um, I don't think it's very much is what they could do. So I think that $8.25 million cap hit is going to hurt them very much more than it's going to help them in finding new players. Philadelphia, they got a couple new things going on. They traded Kevin Hayes for a 2024 six round pick to St. Louis. There was a lot of talk about more of these assets coming in. Part of this Kevin Hayes trade ended up just being a one for one, a draft pick for Kevin Hayes. Wasn't a very good um, relationship over there with Tortorello and Hayes. So I think Hayes really just wanted out. St. Louis gave him a six round pick, which I at this point, I think it's just they wanted to get him out of there. So. Tough news for Philadelphia because they didn't really get much out of this. But I think St. Louis is getting a player that's definitely going to help him out. I just don't think St. Louis is in the spot right now that's definitely going to help him win. But we'll, we'll have to see. I think Hazy's going to have a better opportunities over in St. Louis. And Philadelphia announced that they're getting new uniforms this upcoming year. So... Let's get into the uniforms. So they changed the orange to more of a burnt orange color, which is kind of like a Tex- University of Texas orange. Um, I think the orange looks pretty good. I think it looked good before, so you really can't tell in the logo. Or if you didn't even know, you probably wouldn't even notice. I, mean, I do think the orange looks a little bit better, not less bright. So for the home uniforms, it's a primary orange jersey with white shoulders that go all the way down to the arms and a black stripe at the bottom of the... R- where the wrists meet, and the, the waist. So I think the, the black really does accent those the white and the orange pretty well right there. It's a black collar as well, which I think would look looks good. It cuts off that white going all the way across. I think that looks really good there. Uh, white numbers on the back of the uniform. Uh, black numbers on the arm to accent the white from the shoulder yokes going all the way down. They still got that stupid uh, last name plate where the color is behind it. I do not like that. I'm not a fan of those. So they kept those for the home and aways and alternates. So you're definitely going to see those uh, still. I don't like them, but we'll, we'll move on. Away uniform. It's a white primary jersey. Orange shoulders that go down all the way to the to the weight or to the wrist, excuse me, where you see those black stripes once again at the bottom of the sleeves and the waist, uh, black collar as well, orange numbers on the back, white numbers on the arms. So pretty much just the inverse of the home uniform. They also announced uh, the alternate uniforms will not change. The only thing that will change is the the color of the orange. So it's the same black with the thick orange stripes holding the numbers and uh, the black and white numbers on the back. So overall, what do I think about these uniforms? I actually really like them. I think they look really good all together. We've seen the, we saw the whole uniform together. They showed a bunch of those pictures, so you can look those up. Uh, I think they look really good. They kind of remind me of the reverse retro, but a little bit more modernized. And I really did like the reverse retro this last year, for them. I thought it was a little bit more underrated than a lot of other ones. wasn't very flashy, but I thought it looked really good. So. I think I like the away uniform just a little bit better because I think the orange complements as a secondary a little bit better than how the white complements as a secondary in the home uniform. But overall, I think all the uniforms look really good. I haven't been a big fan of the alternate uniforms with the black and the orange, so I, I could do without those. But overall, as a three jersey set, I think they look pretty good. Chicago made a little bit of, of trade news here. They got Taylor Hall and Nick Felino from Boston for Alec Regula and Ian Mitchell. I just think this is more of a salary dump for Boston because they're struggling to find money. So getting uh, Taylor Hall and Nick Felino off the books there. Uh, Felino wasn't going to re-sign with Boston, I don't think. Uh, ended up re-signing with Chicago one year, $4 million. So he actually probably got more in Chicago than he would at Boston or even anywhere else. So... I don't know if these two assets are going to help Chicago whatsoever. I think this is more beneficial for Boston, getting those two guys that you're probably not going to resign and probably do not want with the salary cap issues that they're having. Carolina made a little bit of news. They re-signed their captain, Jordan Stahl, to four years, a $2.9 million AAV contract. It's a good signing. Jared Stahl has been a big, pro- or big um, what's the word, like a, uh, Helpful captain, honestly, like if that's even the right word to say, like he's been there for a while. He seems to know what he's what he's doing. The Carolina Hurricanes like the Stahl Brothers. They loved Eric when he was there. They love Jordan now. Uh, I think four years is a long time, especially at the age he's at. I think he's going to definitely uh, regress. I don't think he's going to get any better. So I think the best you have is right now. So I think it's a good deal for Jordan. I don't know if it's a great deal for uh, Carolina. Colorado made a trade. They sent Alex Galchenkov to uh, Nashville, in, and they got Ryan Johansson. So uh, Johansson is coming along with only 50% of his contract. Nashville will keep other 50%. I think this is a good... S- Good pickup. It's been uh, a tough situation when it comes to injuries, and I think Johansson is going to be a good guy in the centerman role. The only bad thing is he has a lot of injury problems as well, so I don't know if that's going to be an issue. Hopefully it's not, but uh, I definitely would like to see uh, Colorado pretty much just stay healthy because they're a great team when they're healthy. Montreal re-signed Sean Monahan. He'll be back for one year. A $1.98 million contract this uh, this upcoming season for him. And they also got Alex Newhook from Colorado. They sent Giovanni Fairbrothers uh, a 2023 first-round pick and a 2022 second-round pick for him. I think it's a good trade for Colorado. I do not think Newhook is worth this much. Uh, Montreal, I think, is definitely going to still struggle unless they do something great when it comes to not just the draft this upcoming weekend and uh, definitely with the signings that they're going to have to do because there's definitely going to have to be a couple players to really get me excited if they're going to make any sort of uh, improvements from this past season. Arizona ended up buying out Zach Cassian and Joe Namath's contract. Uh, Namath, uh, $2.5 million contract and Cassian, a $3.2 million contract. Um, so I think it's a good, good buyouts. I don't think these players have been doing anything that they expected, especially Cassian for sure. Um, so Arizona getting those ones off the books. Calgary, they've been uh, headlined for a lot of news this upcoming off offseason. Noah Hannafin told them that they will not be resigning. So Hannafin is definitely on the table for trade. Toffoli also told was told that he is not going to resign. Ended up being traded yesterday for... Uh, Yergo Sharagovich, and a 2023 third-round pick, so he's going to New Jersey Devils. I think it's a good trade for both guys. I think Toffoli going to a team like New Jersey, a little bit older, but a little bit younger, kind of in the middle, uh, especially with Toffoli's age. I think he's definitely going to spark well with uh, Meyer, Bratt, Hughes. I think he's going to do great there. Sharagovich and a third-round pick I don't think is a bad return for for Calgary, so I think both teams are left satisfied here. Dallas re-signs Evgeny Dadonov to a two-year, 2.25 million dollar AAV contract. I'm not a huge Dadonov fan. I think a good trade or good uh, pickup for it for Dallas, but I'm just not a huge fan of it. So we'll move on. Anaheim announced that they're hiring Ryan Getzloff, longtime captain, to join the team as a player development coordinator. This will pretty much just be getting those players ready before they hit the NHL step. Uh, I think having this guy in the in the locker room, in the the front office, anywhere you can get Ryan Getzoff back in the, into the building, I think it's a good, good um, good job by Anaheim. So I hope uh Getzoff does well with these young kids coming up. Vegas, uh, coming off a Stanley Cup win, you would think they want to keep these core guys together as much as they can. Today, they just traded Riley Smith to the Pittsburgh Penguins for a 2024 third round pick, which happens to be their pick that they traded away earlier. So they're just getting their pick right back for Smith. I do not like this trade whatsoever. Um, Yes, they do have money situations that they have to have to figure out. Yes, Smith is one of those guys who's been there all ever since the beginning. But I feel like they're going to struggle without Riley Smith. He just Absolutely killed it in the playoffs. He did really well all season long. I think this is going to be a guy that's going to hurt them in the long run and going to help Pittsburgh uh, compared to that third-round pick going back to Vegas. So I think Pittsburgh won this trade big time. Uh, hopefully Pittsburgh stays in the mindset of, hey, we got to win now, and bringing a guy like Riley Smith in is definitely going to help them win now. They also re-signed Ivan to a five-year, $5 million AAV contract. I really like this pickup. I think Barbashev was, I did not really expect him to pop off this playoffs. He did really well. I would not expect him any less. So I think Barbashev pickup is going to be great for uh, for Vegas. And hopefully they continue on with uh, keeping the money low, but signing players that they need like Barbashev. And lastly, when it comes to the trades and signings, we got Los Angeles. So they made a big headway a couple days ago. Uh, first was a small little trade. They sent Dursey to Arizona for a 2024 second-round pick, which happens to be Montreal's pick. Uh, I think Dursey's going to – is a good player. I think he's going to do well in Arizona. Uh, I think his second-round pick is very high. I think that's that's going to be satisfying for both, both teams here. But the big trade was the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade, Winnipeg and – and L.A. So Winnipeg sent Pierre-Luc Dubois, and they ended up getting Alex Irafalo, Gabriel Velardi, Rasmus Kapari, in the 2024 second-round pick. I think this is a great trade for both sides. I think Pierre-Luc Dubois is going to be one of those guys who I don't understand the hype behind him, but I think he's going to help the the team win now, which is what they're in right now. They're in a win-now situation, having Kovatar and uh, Dowdy being a lot older, and uh, we don't know how many years they have left together let alone at a competitive level. So I think bringing in a PLD, I think he'll make a good impact. I still don't understand the whole hype about him. I don't really think he puts up a lot of numbers, but maybe a new um, situation where he's been in Columbus and Winnipeg, two cities that have not been great to him when it comes to hockey. So maybe a, uh, a market like LA uh, will really bring out the best in him. When it comes to Winnipeg's situation, Dubois did not want to resign. So for them to get this haul back... I think this is a good good situation. Kupar is a young guy he he's gonna make a big impact. I think I have follow and Velarde did great this last season uh did really really well in the playoffs against Edmonton. I thought uh, especially Velarde. uh but I think uh I think all three of those players are gonna do good. Uh, you also get a second round pick so uh you could use that in trade bait as well. so I think both teams are going to be left satisfied here. Uh Dubois did sign a eight-year, eight point five million dollar contract after he signed with or after he was traded to LA. Few little news about the NHL or hockey as a whole. The NHL announced that there will be no more ice specialty jerseys for warm-ups, so no more Pride Month uh jerseys, no more camo jerseys, uh cancer jerseys. None of those will be worn during warm-ups. The teams are still allowed to make jerseys and sell those. They just will not be uh, Used for warm-ups. I think it's a good move by the NHL. There was a lot of controversy last season with players not wearing them, not choosing to wear them or go to warm-ups. So I think that eliminates all of that. Keep it to hockey. I mean, I know in the, they want to use their platform as um, kind of a stepping stone to whatever the situation or something like that is, is going on. But keep it when it comes to the ice, just keep it being hockey. Don't worry about players choosing to support or not support jerseys or the causes behind them. The NHL also announced that the salary cap will be raised to $83.5 million contract, which is only a $1 million raise from last season. I think a couple of teams expected more. They were hoping for more. I didn't really think that there was going to be a much um, salary cap raise. I mean, we've all known the, the news about this. Uh, listen to Spitting Chicklets. They knew that it was going to get raised. We didn't know how much it was, but they did announce it is only $1 million for the upcoming year. And lastly, the 2025 World Juniors will be held in Ottawa. So the primary venue will be the Ottawa Senators' home arena. Uh, it will hold 17 games, which includes the playoffs or the, the medal games and the semifinals. Uh, it holds 18,652 seats, so it will be a very really good venue for these World Juniors. Uh, the Ottawa 67s Arena TD or place will be hosting 14 games, which only holds about 9,000 seats. But uh, it, it's a very good alternate arena if uh, the Senators one is over overused. So World Juniors will be held in Ottawa. Should be exciting. I enjoy watching the World Juniors when it comes to uh, Christmas time. It's always around that time. So hopefully you guys will tune into that. A little bit of news out of the NFL. Does not include any playa- players or signings or drafts or anything like that. We got a new helmet. You know, I love uniforms. You know, I love helmets, especially because I collect many helmets. So I love learning about these little guys. Um, Detroit Tigers have announced that they will be bringing out a blue helmet this upcoming year. Uh, blue helmet, gray face mask with a throwback Lions logo with the main lion with the two lines in the bo- behind it. I don't know how else to explain the logo. Uh, just look up the, the new uniforms. You'll see the logo. You, I know everyone has seen it. I just don't know what era this is. Um, I think that this is pretty much showing a possibility that um, they're going to put more logos on this helmet or even just have no logos because Detroit does have those gray uniforms or gray helmets where they don't put anything on the helmet, which I think looks super boring, but gives them more possibility because the league only has two helmets max now. So players or teams, excuse me kid, uh, put different logos on and stickers on them as long as they abide to the two you know, two helmet colors. Um so I think that the the Lions are in a good situation where if they wanted to put not just the throwback uniform or throwback logos on it, they could go with um the modern logos or even something different, maybe you just put a numbers on it. I think there's a lot of possibilities, but I really like the shade of blue. I think it'll look really good with their blue uniforms, their white uniforms or even gray uniforms. I think keeping blue helmets are going to look really nice with the Detroit lions. Soccer is buzzing right now. So it's big transfer windows right now. Jude Bellingham officially going to Real Madrid six years, $111 million. This kid, English player, uh, was over at uh, Dormant. I think he's going to do great things in Real Madrid, especially with that team being older and losing a lot of guys. I think Jude is going to be that guy that keeps them uh, relative, even though it is Real Madrid. Inter Miami making big headway, signing a new coach, Tata Martino. is going to be their new head coach. He coached the Argentinian national team at Atlanta United, ended up winning the MLS Cup in 2017 with Atlanta United, and was at uh, the the Mexican um, men's national team for a while as well. That's where I know him more than anything. So I think Tata is definitely going to do well in Miami. He's got a guy in the name of Lionel Messi who he helped coach at Argen- as the Argentinian um, head coach. So I think uh, Martino and Messi are going to go along very well. I think uh, him coming back to the MLS is going to be a good, good thing for Miami, especially with Miami being one of the worst teams in the MLS this season. Other news coming out of Miami, Sergio Busquets announced that he will join Messi in coming in the summer transfer window. He signed a two-year deal with Miami. So you got two uh, Barcelona uh, players coming over, and I'm very excited. I got, I'm got, i really wanting to get a Busquets jersey now. I was thinking about going two Messi jerseys, a pink and a black, but now I'm thinking about going pink and a black, one with Busquets, one with Messi on it. The announcing um, of Messi's debut has been announced. Uh, July 21st will be his, his debut. It will be against the Mexican club Cruz Azul in the League's Cup. So he his MLS debut won't be until about August because the League's Cup will be going on uh, in the meantime when he comes over. The U.S. Women's National Team and a lot of other teams going to the World Cup have announced World Cup rosters. For the U.S., not a lot of big surprises here. You got the normal, normal players. You got Rapino, you got Morgan, you got Revel. Um, I think the U.S. are gonna have a good tournament. I just don't know if they're gonna win. It's hard to win two straight, let alone three straight. I, uh, I think it's gonna be a, they're gonna make a good run, but I really do think that other teams are catching up to them. Sweden's always good. England's always good. England, or yeah, Spain's always good. So. I think the U.S. are going to struggle. If they win, awesome. Definitely going to be rooting for them. But uh, I think they're going to struggle a little bit this World Cup. The only person that was unfortunately, was not a surprise, but will be missing the World Cup, Becky Sauerbrunn, the captain of this team, will miss the World Cup due to a foot injury she suffered in April. So it's unfortunate news. Bad timing by by uh, by Becky, but it's not her fault. Injuries happen. It just happens to be right before the World Cup, so hopefully the U.S. are able to, to bounce back and fill in that defensive role without one of their uh, leading defender and captains of this team. Al Hilal has agreed to bring over Ruben Neves from the Wolves uh, for sixty million dollars. Uh, this is a uh, uh, Ronaldo's team, or excuse me, um, Al Hilal was a team that Messi was uh, considering to sign with. So they're bringing over Ruben Neves. It's definitely not messy, but Neves is a good player, will make a good impact uh, with his new Saudi Arabian team. Uh, the UEFA Na- Nations League and the CONCACAF Nations League, uh, those tournaments are over. The winner of the the European League is Spain. They ended up winning 1-0. And uh, the U.S. won the Nations League for CONCACAF, and they ended up just barreling through teams and not giving up one goal in the two games they had to play great job by the u.s they just out outplayed the the mexican and canadian teams and uh ended up looking really strong and now going into this gold cup uh tournament with uh high expectations to be honest i they ended up tying the first game against jamaica did not look very good but looking at the roster they did not bring a lot of the same players from that nation's league tournament so I wouldn't expect them to do a little bit better than what they have been, but not nearly as dominant as what they did in the Nations League. They looked really good in the Nations League as they pretty much brought their A-team there. So great job by Spain and the U.S. for winning uh, their individual Nations League championships. Luka Modric will retire from international play with Croatia. Ended up losing to Spain in, uh, in that Nations League, but... Luka Modric 141 caps 128 stars 22 goals 15 assists made that 2018 world cup final ended up losing to France uh a team like Croatia you don't really think too much about being a powerhouse after that 28 world cup they have been a team to be reckoned with Modric really being that one of those guys who has really put Croatia on the map when it comes to uh uh, fans of soccer. So uh, it'll be sad to see Modric not play for that uh, that Croatian team anymore. But he's getting older. I don't blame him. Kind of settled down now. So uh, great job and congrats to uh, your international uh, retirement. Hakim Ziyech uh, is closing in on a deal with Al Nassar, which is Ronaldo's club. So it would bring over the, the Chelsea right winger midfielder. He's played both a lot over at Chelsea. So I think Ziyech coming over, helping out Ronaldo, would definitely be uh, a good asset for Ronaldo, for sure. Arsenal has signed Kai Havertz for $76 million, and with a $6 million add-on fee. So Chelsea losing another player here. I think Chelsea is definitely going to struggle next year. They're going to lose Pulisic as well, so I think they got to sign a couple big names to help themselves back into that, uh, even just at least contention, because they're not looking good right now when it comes to the roster. Barcelona got... Uh, Ilke Gund- Gundigen, hopefully I said that right, I feel like I did, uh, he signed a two-year deal for the new midfielder, and I think Barcelona is going to be very happy with, with their new, uh, their new uh, midfielder here. The last transfer news, we got Ricardo Pepe, uh, U.S. Men's National Team player. He will be going to PSV, great signing. He's going over to the Netherlands. I think it's a good competition for him. Hopefully he gets the opportunities to play as much as he can over at PSV. And lastly, when it comes to soccer this week, FIFA announced that the U.S. will host the first ever World Cup of Clubs. I'm not sure how they're, they're naming this. first Club, World Cup, World Cup of Clubs. I'm not too sure. It's a 32-team tournament, which they announced a couple of the teams. Real Madrid being one of those teams should be a really fun tournament. You probably will see some of the best teams in the world at the best competition level. Um, most of the time when teams come over to the U.S., it's always about friendly so you don't get the best team possible you also don't get the hardest working teams where it comes to like you don't want to play your big star players because you don't want them getting hurt in a friendly and stuff like that this is different you're going to want to put your best players forward you want to have the best team out here because you're going to want to win this this tournament so I think for the U.S. fans it's going to be awesome hopefully it's not too expensive for us fans to watch because we got this we got the gold cup we got the CONCACAF um all CONCACAF tournaments. Um, you got the World Cup in 26. So hopefully, we won't be spending too much money on um, soccer matches, but I will definitely be tuning into these. All right, let's get into the last sport of the day college baseball. So the finals were set. It was for last weekend. We had Florida, which was my pick. I picked Florida to make it to the finals versus LSU, which was another team I said will probably make it at least to the, the semifinals, which they did. They beat Vanderbilt. Which was the first seed in this tournament, and because Vanderbilt lost, no one seed has won this tournament since nineteen ninety nine which is a crazy number. I did not expect um anybody to uh to lose as the number one seed going for the last twenty four years, but once again, they go back to twenty four years. Uh, to find your number one seed to win the championship. So yeah, the Florida Gators versus the LSU Tigers. Saturday was game one. LSU ended up winning this one, four to three, in eleven innings. A home run by Belloso in the eleventh ended up being the the deciding run. Starting pitcher for LSU, Florida, he went eighteen innings, seventeen strikeouts, one hundred and twenty two pitches, only gave up three runs, and the relief pitcher came in, gave up. Zero runs in three innings, so great job by him. Floyd, also great job by him. Sunday was all Florida Gators, though. 24-4 to was the final. Six runs scored in the third. 16 runs scored in the last four innings. A couple other runs scored throughout the game as well to help them get to those 24 runs. Ended up having 23 hits. LSU only had seven. Every pitcher, though, for LSU gave up at least one run, and they had six pitchers throughout the game. This was the largest spread win in a College World Series final ever, the last record being eight runs. So it all came down to Monday uh, winner take all game. And the LSU jumped all over Florida, ended up winning 18 to four, winning their seventh title and their first title since 2009. They're only second behind USC, who has 12. But uh, Florida, I'm, they were up 2 0 at, at one point, ended up losing big time, which. Um, really surprised me, because coming off a 24-4, to you think momentum would swing their way, so yeah, LSU just dominated this game, Florida was up 2-0 after, uh, after the first, second inning came around, uh, they pretty much smacked it off of Caglione, uh, who's the starting pitcher for Florida, really the, the Otani-like player when it comes to the Gators, he only went an inning in the third, gave up all six in the second, ended up getting lost in this one because he gave up those six runs. It was 10-2 to after four innings, and Florida just could not answer for it. LSU ended up with 24 hits. Florida only had five. So this was the most runs scored in a title game since 1998, where USC beat Arizona State 21-14. to But yeah, LSU winning their seventh title. So they won women's basketball and college baseball, and they didn't win uh, college football not too long ago. So this team has just been or the, this university has just been killing it when it comes to the major sports and national titles. So congrats to LSU. Um, tough that I almost picked the national championships once again. I picked the College World Series uh, for women's. I picked that final, ended up not picking the right team. Pretty much picked the same final here, ended up just not picking the right team. So uh, my my picks have been doing good. Just got to pick the right team next time. But I've been choosing the right matchups. All right, let's get into the games to watch this weekend. Not a lot to watch this weekend, but I will find these games that you guys probably should watch. Let's start in the MLB. we got a three-game set starting on Friday. we got the Arizona Diamondbacks versus the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, No bias here. I think this should be a good matchup. Diamondbacks, first team in the NL West. Uh, Angels, second and third team in the AL West. They've been leapfrogging with um, uh, the Houston Astros. They're right outside the playoff spot as well. Uh, In the wild card, they've been leapfrogging for each other as well. So I think this is a big game for, uh, or excuse me, a big series for the Angels more than it is for the Diamondbacks. But I think the Diamondbacks are going to want to try and get as much of a lead as possible before the All-Star break uh, because they got the the Giants breathing on their neck and they got the Dodgers still in there. So I think it's a good matchup for both teams. Uh, Three-game set starting on Friday. Uh, NHL draft starts Tonight. It will go on to the weekend, so tune in tonight. First overall draft pick, uh, Connor Bedard, most likely will be going to Chicago. I'm excited to see them the A- or the Anaheim Ducks do whatever they want with the trade. I heard rumors that they would trade it. If that's true, I heard that um, Montreal was interested. I don't see it happening. I feel like we would have known that this trade would be going down. There'd be more heavy rumors about it. Haven't heard anything since um a couple weeks ago so I do not think that will be traded uh Adam Fantilli is most likely going to be drafted by the by the Ducks hopefully he does because I'm really excited to see what Fantilli does he'd be a first overall draft pick if this wasn't Connor Bedard's draft so I think I know what one two is third overall pick I do not know I think everything but after the third overall pick is going to be up for grabs so tune in to the NHL draft and see who goes one two and three tonight. And lastly, MLS, I got a team uh, who's top in the in the East playing against this, the second team in the East. I got in Cincinnati versus New England Saturday at 4.30. I think this should be a good matchup. Cincinnati's 13-4-2, 43 points. New England's right behind them with 10-6-3 with 36 points. So I don't expect New England to be as dominant as Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati should win this one. But you got the top two teams in the East, so anything could happen. Could be a draw, could be a win, could be a loss for either team. So I think that this will definitely be the best team to to uh, to watch this weekend when it comes to MLS soccer. Well, that will do it for this episode. I appreciate you guys sticking around and listening to it. Um, We got hopefully a a weekend episode. We'll figure something out. I've been very lazy the last couple of weeks when it comes to weekend episodes, just bringing out Wednesday news for you guys. So hopefully I'll find something to talk about, even if it's just me talking about something, one sport for 20 minutes. I'll try and get an episode out this weekend. So we should have two episodes this weekend. Um, Hopefully you guys will stick around and watch that. Check out the socials at the bottom, and we'll see you guys later.